0: So I'm going to talk to you about Jesus this morning, and I believe my prayer was that the Lord would really open our eyes to see, that he would really open our eyes to see him for who he truly is, because when you begin to see Jesus rightly, everything changes. Everything changes. Jared, just turn the music down. Transition in the service now. Sorry, I hear all these things. That's how my brain works. I'm sorry. Don't you love Jared? We love you, Jared. Um, fun how Jesus works. So the beginning of the week, I went to my dad, and I was like, you know, I kinda, kind of a message stirring in my heart. And he's like, really? I was going to ask you about that. I was like, yeah, I do. And he goes, do you want to preach? I was like, yeah. And so it's fun, because it happened at the beginning of the week, and my dad... He started just getting a few little cold symptoms, and so he's feeling good. I'll let you know that. He's totally feeling good. He just had a few cold symptoms, so he was like, I'm just gonna be wise and take care of everyone and stay home. So it's just beautiful how the Lord works like that. Like that. At the beginning of the week, he'd put something on my heart, we'd talk about it, and then I just, it's those little things, and I'm like, Jesus, you're so good. It's like he's in control or something. It's like he knows what he's doing. It's kind of like he might be Lord. You know, it's funny to joke about those things, but is he really Lord of our lives? Like, is he really the Lord of our lives? And it's really convicting when you ask those kind of questions, because I've grown up in church my whole life, I've love Jesus. But there when I begin to wrestle with that question, like, are you the Lord of my life? Have I made you Lord? Sometimes I'm like, oh, ouch, Jesus, I didn't really make you Lord of my life in that area. So we're gonna talk about Jesus, about who he is, what he did, what he looks like. How does that sound this morning? All right, you ready for a lot of Bible? Me too. I gave Linda a whole ton of scriptures. So Linda, like I said, we're going to jump around a lot. Thank you for being you and all you do. All right. Jesus, we love you. We love you, King Jesus. We love you. We love you. And I pray that we'd have eyes to see you rightly this morning, Lord, that we would leave changed, that we would leave change this morning because we locked eyes with the one who is the one who was and is to come the one who is life so we thank you in Jesus name amen all righty like I said I got notes for days right now thank you Jesus you ready for some encouragement philippians 2 10 i'd love this that at the name of jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that jesus christ is lord i've heard that verse a million times but i was sitting on the deck yesterday and i read that and it was like oh jesus literally Every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Every. Every. That means all of us here. That means Hitler. That means every single person you could ever imagine. That sounds funny, but it's real. Every tongue is going to confess that he's Lord. Every single person will one day bow and realize that he is Lord. This is Jesus that we are talking about. He's not just our accessory, he's Lord. Every tongue on earth, heavens, below, every single person will declare he is Lord. Psalm 1611 says that you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand, are pleasures forevermore. Who will show us the path of life? Jesus will show you the path of life. In his presence, there is what? Fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. If you want the path of life, follow Jesus. You wanna know what direction, where to go? Follow Jesus. Get up in this book right here eat it live it let it become so real to you you want to know how to have life follow jesus you want to know how to have true joy get in his presence okay here's another thing for me when i preach i like interaction i'll just let you know that i'm gonna help everyone wake up this morning i really like interaction i'm one of those people where i'm like if you say that's good chicken or preach or that's good i'll do better i'll preach more anointed it'll be a lot better okay so I need some interaction thank you better much better I might get a southern accent if I get real anointed it could happen it could but Jesus himself he is life he is joy I mean if you talk to people they're always like I'm just trying to do what makes you happy do what makes you feel good all these things it's like no do you want joy meet Jesus i'll tell you when i got joy i met jesus and when you see him for who he is it is unspeakable joy absolutely unspeakable joy in the midst of really hard times unspeakable joy and on the mountaintops unspeakable joy in the valleys unspeakable joy because he is joy himself he is he's joy himself romans 14 17 it says, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So I believe that joy is a huge thing on his heart if it's a third of the kingdom, correct? I'd say it's pretty important to the Lord. So know that that in his presence there's fullness of joy not a tiny bit of joy fullness right fullness of joy righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit that is a third of the kingdom do you want joy get up in his presence do you want joy look at him that's how you get joy Isaiah 61, we all love Isaiah 61, right? It actually prophesies that Jesus would usher in the oil of joy to his people. It prophesies that, that he would bring the oil of joy to his people. Want me to read it to you? I will. Let me just get the verse. I didn't actually write it down. I'll let you know that. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come. The joy of the Lord is coming. This is a different translation than I wanted. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning. So it says that he will bring the joy of the Lord instead of mourning. So it actually prophesies that he was going to usher in joy. That Jesus would usher in the joy of the Lord to his people. In Hebrews 1.9, it says, You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. It's saying that Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy of gladness more than anyone else. Who? That's why I'm saying when you get around Jesus, he's the most joyful person. Do you want joy? Get around Jesus! <laughs> He was literally anointed with the oil of joy more than anyone else. He's beautiful. He's everything you've ever wanted. He's the answer to all your longings. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. I love this cuz Jesus he ushered in joy everywhere that he went. He did. I mean, he also, there's fear, there's <laughs> comfort, there's all these things in the Lord, but there's a reality. He ushered in joy everywhere that he went. In Luke 144, it's talking about, it says that John leapt for joy in Elizabeth's womb when he encountered Jesus in Mary's womb. Yeah. So Elizabeth, pregnant with John, right? Yeah. So sweet little ezzy did you see her when she was pregnant? She's so cute. She just had that pregger belly. She was precious. So literally, Elizabeth is pregnant with John. Mary, pregnant with Jesus. Elizabeth comes around Mary. John leaps for joy inside of the womb when he encounters Jesus in Mary's womb. That's what I mean, that Jesus ushers in joy wherever he goes. He would usher in joy that literally a baby in the womb at the arrival of Jesus at encountering Jesus this proximity to Jesus leapt for joy see that is what happens when you encounter Jesus that's what happens when we come and see Jesus for who he is he changes everything he changed everything in my life praise God but that's what happens when you get Jesus everything changes and think about the disciples so Matthew 4 19 Jesus said come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men think about this what was it that these disciples young dudes what Was it that they saw, that they experienced, that they felt when Jesus came to them in the middle of work? So right, picture yourself working. Are you there? Jesus comes to you and says, come and follow me. What was it that would burn within them enough to be like, I will leave everything and follow you? I mean, literally, imagine that. Would you come to this place where you would leave everything, your livelihood, your families, your, everything you've ever done, leave it all to follow Jesus? What was it that they saw, that they experienced when Jesus came? I want us to start to train ourselves to see Jesus that way because he's so real. And you're going to experience him more and more this morning. But when we begin to see him rightly, everything changes. I know for me it did. Um, Like I said, I always loved Jesus. Grew up in an amazing Christian home. You hear my heritage. It's awesome. Like super awesome heritage. I'm one of those like super extremely blessed My dad's a pastor, grandpa's a pastor, great-grandpa's a pastor. Like, I know, I'm very, very blessed. But I met Jesus for myself, and that's when everything changed. That's when it changed. And so when we begin to see Jesus and meet him, whoo, everything changes. And that happened to me. I mean, I had all these great plans, and then... I, it was, I mean, I could think of when I was young, like the Lord would meet me. It's so many, it was a lot of church camps and experiences like that where I'm like, oh yes, Jesus, I love you. And then I'd go on with life. But in my teenage years, God met me, like in power. He changed everything in my life. Um, it was actually through brokenness, which is so, I just love Jesus, how he does that. I broke my body really bad. I got in an ATV accident, and in the time of being totally broken, coughing up blood all the time, like stuck in a recliner chair, Jesus just met me, and I fell so in love with Jesus, so in love with his presence. I remember all of a sudden, I mean, it was a quick track for me, like that happened, and then I went to a Jesus culture conference and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, It's something like that. And then I planned to go to ministry school, but Jesus changes plans along the way. But anyways, he met me and I just became so in love with Jesus, like he was real to me in my living room. He was real to me in my car. I couldn't wait to get in my car. I remember being in high school. Do you know who Joaquin Evans is? anyone know i had this cd from joaquin evans it was one of his teachings boy i'd put that in my oh, I just bit i put that in my cd player and i'd be driving to school and i'd sit in the parking lot and joaquin would be like talking about these crazy encounters with god and i'm like i don't want to go into my high school i just want to stay in my car just because i was so in love with jesus he was so real to me And that's like what I said when everything changed. And I went to... I got invited to go to South Africa for the first time, which was beautiful. You guys are friends with Jonah Coyne, correct? That's my dude. I love him. Um, My second time to South Africa was with him. First time, I went there and I remember being so like... I'll give you a mix of two things. I was a church kid. So i knew how to pray the prayers you better believe it i was like if my youth pastor asked me to pray in service i was like i am ready i will be ready <laughs> and then i went on this mission trip and it was like 30 or 40 students that were all from bethel i hadn't gone there yet and all of a sudden i'm with the whole group of these like fire carrying people and we'd get together and we would debrief and so we'd share testimonies from the day and it'd be just like testimony 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 like oh we saw blind eyes deaf ears and i started to have this pressure that would rise up in me to be like i'm gonna have to have a good testimony it's gonna get to me like i need to have a good testimony and you know i got stuck then into performance didn't realize how much performance i had in me and until jesus he's so kind he's so beautiful we were in this township and i'm holding this little girl so a township would be like really poor areas so i'm holding this little girl and all of a sudden i get wrecked with the love of god i mean i'm just like Balling while holding this little girl and I'm experiencing this love I've never felt and I'm like what and the Lord he's like that's the way that I love you like I wanted to fight for this little girl like I wanted justice for her life I was like oh my goodness and he's like that's the love that I have for you it was so fierce and I remember it was like this holy moment I get in the car and my friends they're like what happened and I'm like I just encountered the love of God And they're like, wow. Then we go to the debrief that night. Once again, everyone's sharing testimonies. And it comes to me and I'm like, I held the little girl and I felt the love of God. And they're kind of like, yeah. (laughs) And my friends were like, yes. But for me, it changed everything. Because I then wasn't worried about performance anymore. I wanted him. More than anything else and so my ministry time from then on at that trip was awesome because i was excited to look for him because he was my joy then he was my prize and so i remember I, we prayed for this little girl fire starters you're getting a double dip um I, there was this little girl who since she was born she had a back problem couldn't bend without excruciating pain and so the pastor of the church asked me to come and pray for this girl and I was like yeah and so her mom's there I prayed for her I'm like can you test it out she bends and you can tell she's still in super like just so much pain so I was like let me pray again and so I pray and this time it was like whoo I could just feel how badly Jesus wanted her to be healed it was like feeling his heart for this girl and I was like oh wow so pray I say test it out She bends down, comes up completely pain-free. Her mom's then weeping because she had never seen her daughter do that since she was born. And for me, it changed everything that was going on because I was like, Jesus, I'm so excited to meet you in every miracle now. I am so excited to encounter you in every miracle, every person I pray for. Lord, I get to know you. Each of these is an invitation to know God. Like I began to experience his nature, his character throughout each of them. It wasn't just, I'm gonna get a good testimony. Cause who's had that before? You know, like I'll just say in ministry schools, at such a temptation as Christians, you hang around people that have a lot of testimonies going on, you can then find your validation in the testimony rather than in him. And the Lord was like, girl, I'm gonna kill that thing in you. You ain't gonna have that but it changed everything because it wasn't just oh a testimony it was like oh jesus i get you like i really get to meet you i get to meet the miracle maker i got to experience his burning heart for someone and each testimony is so different like you really get to learn about god you really get to intimately know him in each moment like when someone's being delivered you get to meet him as the deliverer, and you're like, wow, Jesus. Ooh, you're beautiful, Jesus. When someone gets baptized in the Holy Ghost, I'll never forget when Taylor it was at church camp praying for this girl, and she is just like, shut up. I was like, wow, it normally doesn't happen that fast. This is awesome, Jesus. But like when you meet him as the baptizer, it's like, oh, Jesus, you're beautiful this whole life the reason we're here on earth is to know god it's preparation for him like it's really simple we're here being prepared to die and to meet him it's really simple it's very simple we're here in preparation to die to meet him But I really liked my idea of, well, just heaven on earth, so I don't really need to long for you, Jesus, yet. Like, I was scared to die, is really what that was. More than anything, I was scared of death. I loved the idea where I'd be like, I know one day I'll be with him. I like what I'm experiencing right now but I don't know if I really want to just be with you forever, Jesus. Like, he really wasn't my everything. He was beautiful, but he wasn't my, Jesus, I long for you. He wasn't my, Lord, I cannot wait to really be with you face to face. I liked what he could do. I loved watching him move in power. I loved miracles, signs and wonders. I liked when he touched me with his joy. I loved it. But I can't say that I was like, Lord, I long to be with you. I liked touches. I like a touch, I like a touch. But I didn't have this deep longing to be with him. An example of someone who did would be Stephen. I love Stephen. So much. Here's what happens when you write so many verses, and you're like, "Where did they all go?" It's in Acts. Oh, Linda, you're so awesome. Okay, Acts seven fifty-five. But Stephen, so Stephen had just been preaching the gospel. How you love Jesus. Talks about he was a man who was full of faith in the Holy Spirit. He was just an awesome guy. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God. And he saw Jesus standing at the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them, Look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Then they put their hands over their ears and began shouting. They rushed at him and dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. His accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. So Saul, later turns to Paul, was literally watching Stephen being stoned. Just so you know. As they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. Stephen, literally being stoned, if you don't know what being stoned is, it doesn't mean getting high. It means having rocks thrown at you until you die. Your death is rocks thrown at you until you die. Stephen, being so in love with Jesus, stares into heaven, locks eyes with Jesus, he, I mean, he's being stoned, like they're killing him. He's dying, and he goes, Lord, don't hold this against them. These stories convict me so much because it makes me realize, where are my treasures really? Where are my treasures really? You know, it's, the Bible is so clear we're just foreigners here we're just passing through and so how much am I really investing in heaven and my eternity you know when you hear stories like this you're like oh my word he just was so not stuck in this world Jesus was so big in his everything to him that it convicts these things in me where I'm like oh Jesus are you really my everything Could I be at a place where people are stoning me and I'm just locked eyes on Jesus? My gaze is just fixed. I just see him. He wants to become our everything, not our accessory. He wants to be our everything. Whoo! Yes, he does. Thank you, Jesus. So I love that Saul, before he turns to Paul, he literally imagined this. He was the one there watching him be stoned, like killed. And then later, Jesus meets him, blinds him. Because sometimes Jesus has to do that to wake us up. He's Lord. He can. I'm just saying. That kind of breaks down where we're like, oh, he's only loving. I'm like, yeah, he loves you so much. He doesn't want you to go to hell. He wants eternity with you. If he needs to wake you up, he'll wake you up. It's a lot better if you choose to walk in fear of the Lord rather than, like, experiencing the fear of the Lord. Like, I'm just saying. But if he needs to do it, he'll do it. Because he cares about us. Like, he cares about our eternity. We're here for what? I mean, Leo Tuttle, he lived for 101 years old. If you know Leo Tuttle awesome, faithful man of God. 101 years old. That's a long life. But I'm sure if you would have talked to him, he would have said, oh, it felt like this. So where are, how are we positioning ourselves? Are we really investing in heaven? Okay. Philippians 1, Linda's going to be so ahead of me. You're so good. Linda, I'm going to jump to verse 20, actually. This is Paul. He's saying, For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ whether I live or die. For to me, living means living for Christ. And dying is even better. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. I long to go and be with Jesus, which would be far better for me but for your sakes it's better that i continue to live knowing this i'm convinced that i will remain alive so that i can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith i love reading that and it also convicts me so much because i really love my life like, I've got an awesome life. I have the cutest nieces and nephews in the whole wide world. I can guarantee it. They are the cutest. I love getting to be in ministry. I love just the different things that the Lord's done. And so when it's the back and forth, I'm like, wow, Jesus, have you become so real to me? that my thought is actually while I'm torn here guys I want to be with Jesus more than anything else like I deeply long to be with him but I also know that by me being here on earth means that I'll get to minister to different people empower a younger generation to rise up and to be all that Jesus has paid for them to be so by me being here I know it's going to help people grow and experience the joy of their faith but more than anything I just want to be with Jesus You know they're hard questions to ask because it's easy to be like oh yeah good verse to live is christ and to die is gain come on (laughs) you know but is that real is that a real thing to us is he really our deepest longing where we're like jesus you're the only hope you're my answer, you're my joy, you're my prize, you're where I'm going. Everything that I have is invested in you. Or is it like, no, I'm, I've got too many connections in this life, too many investments here, I don't want to go. And I'm not saying don't make investments, absolutely make investments. We should have an inheritance for our children and our children's children. We should do things like that. But where are our treasures really laid? It's kind of convicting they're good questions for us to ask as the church right now they're really good questions for us to ask we as the western church we have no idea what persecution is we have no idea you go to a church in china they probably have this insane love for jesus that would make us want to fall on our face and weep Because their whole life is invested. Loving Jesus means I might die today. So for us, it's like, hmm. Are you just an accessory in my life? Are you a lesser lover in my life? Or are you the love of my life? Philippians 3. Paul, he goes on to talk about all these different things he did. He goes, I was so zealous. I harshly persecuted the church. I once thought that all of these things were valuable, verse 7. But now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Everything else is worthless when compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For His sake, I have disregarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with Him. I no longer count on my own righteousness, Through obeying the law, rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with him depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Would you say that our prayers are lord i want to suffer with you i want to experience your suffering would you say those are our prayers i'd say not (laughs) we're like lord keep me safe i thank you for protection favor over me hallelujah you better believe i declare that too but really like how intimately do we want to know jesus They were so in love with Jesus that they're like, Lord, I want to suffer. I want to experience your resurrection. I want you. (laughs) Oh, I mean, martyrs, they have a better seat when it comes to the throne in heaven. I know. I was like, well, hmm, I might need to work on that then. (laughs) I really... Heaven is forever. That's eternity. Where are we investing? Verse 12. He says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I have already achieved or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. This is Paul we're talking about. You know, he wrote a lot of the New Testament. And he's like, guys, I have not achieved it all but I am saying that I am pressing on with everything within me like I am pressing on Jesus is so beautiful I just love it when it when he's become real like I said everything changes like the reality the only reason that we have the ability to repent is because Jesus died for us so repentance is so beautiful and it's only available because of Jesus So words like holiness and sanctification, they should be so beautiful. And we should be like, thank you, God, because they're only available because of Jesus. I literally wouldn't even have the ability to repent if it wasn't for Jesus. He's our everything. I mean everything. He's the only reason that we're alive right now. Like we are utterly dependent on Jesus. And it's really humbling when you realize that. When you wake up and you're like, wow, the only reason I'm alive today is because Jesus put breath in my lungs this morning. That makes you like, woo, I love you, Jesus. You get to know him. He's the source. He's the beginning. And he's the end. And he's beautiful. Second Timothy Four eight. Linda, I'm going ahead again. Sorry. We'll do verse six. Let's just start at Genesis. As for me, did she? I love you. I love you, Linda. Oh, you're the best. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I've fought the good fight, I've finished the race, I've kept the faith, I've remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Who's the prize for? Who eagerly look forward to his appearing. The prize is for those who eagerly look forward to his appearing. So is our excitement in us, what we can do? Or are we really at this place where we're like, Jesus, I just can't wait for you. I began to experience a little more of that. Um, It's kind of funny. You know, we had that earthquake. For Idaho, let's be real, we don't have that kind of stuff. So you're kind of like, Jesus, are you coming back? (laughs) Like, is this happening? And I remember I looked out the window, and I was, like, staring in the sky, and I was so disappointed because I didn't see him. (laughs) And it was this moment where I'm like, Jesus, I hadn't had that before. Like, if I was to be real with myself, I hadn't come to this place where I was like, Jesus, I so long for that day when you come back in your glory. And it began to stir this thing in me where i'm like lord i want to long for you jesus you're the most beautiful he's everything my friend thalia if you know her you love her i love getting to talk to friends where jesus is you know where you can have an open conversation about what jesus is doing in your life and she was sharing she's like oh sissy you know God was showing all these things where he wasn't even like Lord in my life and I get honestly I get more excited about those than like crazy testimonies now I love both but this is what the Lord's doing in my life right now because he becomes real and she said she goes I want to tell you about this dream I had I was like tell me she said we were standing there, and it's like someone. There was an airplane coming, like there was a flight that was coming in, and me and you were standing there. And she goes, I could feel this, like this anticipation and this longing for who was gonna come. We were just like waiting, just waiting, just waiting, so excited for this arrival. She goes, and it was Jesus, and she just starts weeping, and I could feel it. And I are like, oh jesus that's what we were made for to really long for him and then i read her this verse and she just is bawling on the phone and i'm like that's it sis this is what it's all about we're getting it (laughs) we're getting it it's just about jesus it is just about him Revelation 2. Pastor Rich touched on this last week and it really stood out to me. He says, I know all the things you do. I've seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people you have you have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but are not you've discovered they're liars you have patiently suffered for me without quitting but i have this complaint uh, this complaint against you you don't love me or each other as you first did look how far you've fallen turn back to me and do the works you did at first and repent so it's saying i have this one thing against you you've fallen from your first love different translations i actually prefer how some other ones say it but it's saying i have this one complaint i mean he gives a list you've done all these great things it's awesome so good christy you did an awesome job praying for that person it was so awesome christy you're passionate i love it christy you love to worship It's great, you're preaching with boldness, but I have this one thing against you. You've fallen from your first love with me. Like I'm not really the first love in your life anymore. And it says to fall from first love is to fall from the heights. To fall from first love is to fall from the heights. It's the most important thing, first love with Jesus he's got to be our prize he's got to be our prize and what does it say since you've fallen repent lord i'm so sorry i repent you're my first love i joyfully repent you're my first love revelations 22 verse 7. this is red look i am coming soon blessed are those who obey the words of prophecy written in this book i'm gonna read it because it says we're blessed i john am the one who heard and saw all these things and when i heard and saw them i fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me But he said, no, don't worship me. I'm a servant of God, just like you and your brothers, the prophets, as well as all who obey what is written in this book. Worship only God. Who are you going to bow to? Only God. Only. Then he instructed me, do not seal up the prophetic words in this book, for the time is near. Let the one who is doing harm continue to do harm. The one who is vile continue to be vile let the one who is righteous continue to live righteously let the one who is holy continue to be holy read look i am coming soon bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds that's jesus i am the alpha and the omega the first and the last the beginning and the end Blessed are those who wash their robes. They will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. Outside the city are the dogs, sorcerers, sexually immoral, the murderers, the idol worshippers, and all who love to live a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this message for the churches. I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne. I am the bright morning star. That is crazy. Jesus is saying, I am the source and I'm the heir. Talk about him being everything. He's the source, the one who made it. The only way that it's available came through him, to him. And he's the heir to the throne. He's everything. Oh! And I get to marry him. The spirit and the bride say come let anyone who hears this say let anyone who is thirsty come let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life and i solemnly declare to everyone who hears the words of prophecy written in this book if anyone adds anything to what is written here god will add to that person the plagues described in this book And if anyone removes any of the words from this book of prophecy god will remove that person's share in the tree of life and in the holy city that are described in this book he who is the faithful witness to all these things says yes i am coming soon amen come lord jesus may the grace of the lord jesus be with god's holy people he says that he's coming soon and he's bringing rewards with him to repay all people according to their deeds and there's a reality we're not saved by works that's not what this is saying it's by faith but when you love someone you'll do anything for them am I right when you love someone you'll do anything that's what this is about it is about first love with Jesus it is to give us eyes for how we're really to live. We're to be lovers of Jesus, and where are we investing? There really are rewards in heaven, and they're eternal. There really are, and Jesus is bringing them with him. Like, what? It's real, it's in the Bible. i are just saying, wasn't me. But truly, he's coming. Are we ready? So these kind of things they what i want us to think about is are we living in such a way that's going to matter before the throne of god are we living in such a way that will actually matter before the throne of god are we living in such a way that has eternal value where are we investing how are we living Recently, every time, I like would, every time I would open my Bible, for about the past two years, I would read about John the Baptist, and there was something in me that was like, ugh. And I feel that same thing of preparing the way for Jesus and his return now. You know, preparing the way for Jesus, that's what John did. But now I, I feel the same kind of thing, like, guys, he's coming for a bride, a pure, spotless bride. Are we the bride ready? Or are we just loving life and kind of we don't like to ask those questions because they're kind of I mean they're convicting and a little scary sometimes. But it's glorious when you begin to see Jesus for who he is. Like I said, he's the source. He's everything. The Bible says he's the way, he is the truth, he is the life, he was the beginning. We think about him he's the only way to the father he's the only way to salvation it was his blood that paid for our healing our sanctification our justification he's the resurrection and the life so that means he's the one who resurrected you but then he gives you the power to actually live and sustain you so not only is he the resurrection but he's the life like I said he's the beginning he's the end he's our great high priest he's our intercessor who stands before the throne making intercession for us he's the bright and morning star he's the one who would walk on the water he's the one who would calm the sea he's the one who was anointed with the most joy who had the children come to him he'd have the children sit on his lap Play with the children, he'd flip tables. He was a carpenter, he was a brother, he was a son. He's the firstborn of many brethren, he's the source, he was a friend, he delivered the demonized. He's coming back and he's coming back for his bride, he's everything. <laughs> I love it. I love him. And so I want us to begin, like I said, to live differently. I want to ask the convicting questions because that's what he's been doing in my life. And in the process, it's brought up some areas where I'm like, ouch. Lord, I'm sorry. You really weren't my everything there. I'm so sorry, Jesus we want to be a bride who's ready for him right and so when we when you take the time to go through the process with jesus we then get to lead others through that same process it's beautiful we're here on earth to prepare the bride and to help like point to him and be like look at him he's beautiful look at our groom he's beautiful Mom, can you come up so let's just stand for just a moment i just want you to begin to direct your attention to jesus right now if he's stirring things in your heart already If he's brought up areas where you're like wow jesus maybe i haven't been as in love with you as i thought whatever it is i want you to just talk with him i want you to look at him because he's beautiful if you have never met jesus and you want to give your life to this man who came humbled himself as a man went through everything that we did he suffered the death on the cross for us so that he could have relationship with us it says for the joy set before him he endured the cross disregarding its shame and suffering that meant he did that because he wanted relationship with us if you don't know him you can make him the lord of your life today you can give your life to Jesus and I tell you you will experience his joy unspeakable every moment So we're gonna sing this song. And like I said, I just want you to direct your attention and your affection to Jesus. We wanna be ready, Lord. We wanna be a bride that's ready for you, Jesus. We wanna be ready for you, King Jesus. So I pray that you would soften our hearts. Lord, we wanna have soft hands, we wanna have clean hands, pure hearts, Lord, before you.
1: Glory and grace. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely in the
0: light of his glory and praise. Hey, turn your eyes upon Jesus. His glory and praise. yeah sing that again turn your eyes upon Jesus look full oh sir your eyes
1: upon Jesus oh look for in his wonderful face and the this world will grow strange, dim in the light of His glory.